It's time for our all-star teams to be judged, and the PTSD is in full effect. Has enough time passed for our Season 1 and Season 2 contestants to give them the nerves facing our team of judges again? And who is that in Justin Robert Young's seat? And when is Season 3 going to begin? You'll find out answers to most of these questions today on America's Next Top Podcaster. Hello and welcome to the special edition of America's Next Top Podcaster, All-Stars Edition. I'm Brian Ibbett, and soon we're going to be opening the application process for Season 3 of the competition. But, hey, before that, we want to go back and torture some of our previous contestants. And for this first challenge, we've brought back Bridget Levy and Rishi B from Season 1, the Jen and Bobby Frankenberger from Season 2, and we've swapped them around, made two teams, and asked them to take on a challenge that goes like this. Take a current event and turn it into a podcast that injects a positive tone, maybe even adds a little bit of a humorous side to it, and turn it into a podcast. We'll hear from uh, all of them in just a moment, but before we get to that, let's get to our judges. Uh, We've had a little bit of a change-up for uh, for funsies. Uh, Let's bring in former coach, now judge, Tom Merritt. It's so good to be able to use my gavel to actually be a judge. (laughs) After all these years. Finally has purpose. Uh, that other voice you're hearing is Jenny Josephson. Hello. Welcome. And of course, Scott Johnson. Are, uh, are you our, our, our Randy or you're our Simon? Who, who who's are the, you? Who's the more permanent judge on American Idol? Who was always there? Randy time? was there the longest okay. streak. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I, think I'm that, I think I'm Randy then. So yes, I will be Randy. Randy. Dog. Thanks well, for hello. having me back. Aloha, Randy, uh, and welcome to uh, <laughs> welcome back to America's Next Top Podcaster. Now, I uh, you know before we get into this, I got to make sure you guys remember how this goes. You listened to our two submissions from our two teams. You reviewed them. You scored them on concept, criteria, and entertainment value, and um, you also provided some some additional uh, comments for your review that we're going to be going through one by one. Is there anything I forgot? Is there anything that? Uh, um, that that uh, that any part of this that you don't remember from last time? Oh man, it's been a while, but I feel like you checked all the boxes I remember. The only other part is, you know, which one of us is going to be the angry judge? Mm. Which one of us will be the jury of this of this judge? Which is sounds right. weird if you don't have the context for it. <laughs> right. Which one of the jury? Which one of the judges <laughs> is going to be the jury? Yeah. Who will be the executioner? <laughs> well, I get to be the executioner. <laughs> well, that's right. All right, let's get to it then, and let's bring in our first team. And Bridget and Bobby, hello. 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 We didn't do uh, team names this time around, but um, if you had a team name, what would it be? Oh, B squared. B squared. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you guys, you guys, it sounds like you even discussed it. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be there or B squared. Yeah, we, we had a little bit of a combo when we were coming up with the podcast ideas. <laughs> Uh, well, I love it. And uh, uh, I wish we would have had more weeks so you would, we would have had more chance to use it. But coming into this, um, had you guys been familiar with each other's work in, in the other season? Since you have a season um, one or any I season listened, two? I listened to season one. And so I was, I was familiar with Bridget in that way. But um, aside from that, no, we'd met for the yeah. first time. Yeah, it was kind of funny because we got in chat to talk and we instantly went right into it. And then, what, five minutes in, we're like, oh, by the way, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Bobby. (laughs) So, okay, but that means it was probably a really smooth transition then, a really smooth uh, introduction for you guys. Yeah, I was nervous about working with someone uh, that I'd never... I'm always nervous about everything, but uh, is... um, (laughs) 
one thing I loved about working with Bridget was that she was always like ready to go and got right to it every time. And, and um, so that's very much how it was right from the beginning. Yeah, cool. I'm a good hype man. And Bobby was like very much <laughs> like, I know he's like all meticulous with research. I'm like, ah, all right, cool. We got this. And you're like, hold on. I have to be, I need like organization and lists, which I work really well with. I like that a lot. So it was really, it was really, really easy. Did you find that a lot of your methods for podcast creation were similar or were there some differences that you guys had to... I know I'm a little bit all over the board when it comes to that. So like having the organization (laughs) was great. And then I could just like brain dump and like, hey, what if we go this direction? What if we go this way? Because I'm a little bit of a doomsday prepper and wanting a couple of different options. Mm -hmm. But having working with somebody that has a clear idea of where it wanted to go makes it easier to um, kind of start digging into that idea right away. And I think Bridget picked up on that about me really fast that Mm -hmm. I had already... Uh, been thinking a lot about this and to her credit and I really appreciated it um, she didn't let me steamroll things and she told me when she had different ideas and and stuff but I think she also could tell that um, that, that I already had like sort of an idea and and was willing to run with it to see where it went and that I think helped a lot yeah but the, but that you weren't inflexible and you would you'd be no, open okay. to changing it and I think you guys did actually change things yeah from uh, from one at least one aspect from uh, based on jury's uh, uh, coaching session we'll get to that in a second mm-hmm. but let's talk about positively charged and uh, tell me about the concept behind the show take it Go away ahead, Bridget oh, no I'll you do. okay fine me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow, that, that almost sounded rehearsed. Hold on a second. <laughs> um, Positively Charged is, uh, it's a podcast that sort of does almost exactly what the, the challenge was all about because I kind of like the idea of this challenge. There's, it's a podcast that takes a look at a, a topical news item and tries to dig in and find the, um, find the, the, the nugget of um, hope or positivity mm-hmm. or or whatever it is to kind of or make people think or uh, make people see that it's not all doom and gloom or anything, but um, but but does that in various different ways and and just tries to tries to be the the podcast that helps people look on the bright side of the current events that are happening right now. Doesn't shy away from them. In fact, I think yeah. look on the bright side was one of the podcast titles that we considered at one point. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It seems like, um, and maybe it's just because everything is so much in the forefront now that there are, it seems like you guys would have a lot of options for news stories to pick up on to kind of find the positive side right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was a hard thing because when we first were talking about it, when we were looking for positive stuff, we felt like we had two options. One was to ignore everything going on and find something that might just be like fluffy or like weird headlines or just go for it head on. So it was a very interesting uh, challenge uh, for us to go right right towards what we did. Yeah. And (laughs) and I'm glad you did. Mm -hmm. Now, initially, you guys were thinking about talking about the different vaccines being worked on today. Mm -hmm. But uh, Justin suggested, you know, maybe not maybe not going current and maybe looking at past uh, historical vaccines. How big a change in direction was that? It was pretty big. Uh, Justin, Justin's big advice was actually right on the nose for me mm-hmm. because he sort of highlighted exactly one of the big problems I have in general whenever I'm thinking about 
producing these kinds of podcasts, or even when I'm sitting around the dinner table talking excitedly to my wife, um, <laughs> which is to say that what I find really, really exciting about science and about, uh, about things like this um, is not what everybody else necessarily finds really exciting or interesting. Mm -hmm. And for us mm -hmm. trying to make a podcast that's more of a, um, it's less of a niche audience and try to make it broadly appealing. He, his suggestion was don't, um, don't get yourself kind of stuck in the weeds with all of this, like explaining vaccines. And then you have to explain how vaccines work, the science behind it all. And you could really get lost in the weeds that, and where you might think that that's really fascinating, you could lose a lot of people. So he suggested to go the historical route, which I think was ultimately uh, good. We, we had a lot of fun with it. We did, yeah. Was there an initial uh, thought to, uh, maybe not necessarily even with the current vaccines, but keep it in more of a, of a straight-ahead news story delivery as opposed to something as conversational, as um, historical as you went? Where, was there a time you guys were discussing maybe doing straight from, you know, sort of a news uh, news direction? Not really, because when we started talking about it, we were kind of going towards um, strengths. And one of them was delivery. So we were chatting about it if we wanted to have it more of a news or more of a discussion. And I was wondering, you know, having it, I feel like I kind of do a little bit better doing conversational and I tend to listen to more podcasts and get invested in that. So I was one, I kind of was pulling that to have listeners pulling in, having two different opinions, us to, telling each other the stories about these, um, these guys. I thought was a better delivery to do it conversational versus like news cast style. Yeah. And research is a real strength of mine. So, so we felt like that. And, and right from the beginning, I mean, Bridget was joking, but not really joking just a few minutes ago about how when we first got started, we just hit the ground running and didn't even introduce ourselves. And that was sort of a te testament to, I think there was a lot of natural chemistry between the two of us. And we mm -hmm. wanted to, we wanted to sort of like, like use that to our advantage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. All right. Well, let's get to our judges this time around. We're going to begin with Jenny. Oh, hello. Hi, Jenny. It's good to see you again, Bobby. Hear you. It's very nice to meet you, Bridget. Nice to meet you as well. Yeah. So first of all, I thought that this was overall a very uh, good, professionally produced podcast. And I, I think the strongest part for me was the conversational tone, right? Felt very natural with each other. It was, uh, didn't feel scripted. But then, like, when you got really deep into the history of it, it felt a little bit too much like a wiki read. And it is very hard not to. I want to just say that mm -hmm. right up front, right? Like, mm -hmm. how do you digest a whole bunch of information that you didn't necessarily know and make it into a news story that tells people what they didn't know and makes connections uh, in like a week. So I never quite got that sense of purpose uh, of the storytelling. I thought your audio production quality was great. You of sound and music great. And this is always a downfall of shows that focus on good news about bad news, which I, as a former news producer for many years, instinctively recoil against, but that's just me, <laughs> uh, is that occasionally the tone feels it's inappropriately cheerful. So like mm. it, it, a good story about 
a good outcome of what's going on with COVID or a good outcome related to smallpox is one thing, right? But a cheery tone while you like sort of brush up against the reality of COVID and smallpox is quite another. So I would separate, like my advanced lesson in hosting for you is to separate tone from the content and say okay. like, just because it's a good news podcast doesn't mean I have to sound like it's good news all the time. Because uh, really the journey is the important part. The the journey from scary thing that we're all experiencing now to the history behind it and the uncertainty behind it to the good, theoretically good news that's coming in about the, you know, the speed at which the vet people work on vaccines is possible. That's the end result that you want. You want to take people on a journey. And again, with all of these podcasts, my question is always like, and this is an unfair question to ask people who did this in a week. So would you feel compelled to do this story for a hundred plus episodes? And do you think a listener would feel compelled to join you for the same number of episodes? And I, I actually ask you both this question. Like, do you feel like this is something that you would take further or it was just maybe for this competition? I think I could do this. Um, it's, uh, but I, uh, after hearing you talk, I think you're right that keeping that tone up for a hundred episodes would start to feel um, uh, trying and, and maybe exhausting and, and forced. I do think like as far as that, um, if we're always trying to look for the positive, it would be a little bit uh, emotionally draining. So being able to have different tones and have spots where we're not necessarily having to have everything cheerful, um, it could be something that I do feel like it could be a podcast that could go on, not necessarily on the same subject like every time. But yeah, right. I do feel like there would have to be episodes where it doesn't always have to be that forced cheer because I don't... It, sometimes when we we're looking through it, it was hard to go through and find some stories that we would be able to um, lay out and still have a cheerful ending because there's, yeah, there's some different, there's some dark stuff in there too. So that was kind of hard for us to weed through that. So I, I can see that being something that could go on, but what what Bobby was saying as well, is it could be like emotionally draining after a right. while to keep trying to find the positive on it. And, and what I would say to that is um, don't start from the topic, right? Don't start from vaccines. Start mm -hmm. from the good story that made you feel good about it right? Not even consecutively in the episode, but just from your, like, what is the thing that made you feel okay today? Right? And right. then work backwards from that and you will get, even if it just appears at the end of the story as the reward, you will get a much better feeling knowing you're taking your audience on a journey to a good place. Uh, let's move over to Tom. Bobby and Bridget, it's so good to talk to you again. Yay, hey, Tom. Tom. <laughs> As a as a uh, mostly coach on this show, uh, it is not shocking to me that your coach gave you bad advice. <laughs> uh, he's a history <laughs> podcaster. He told you to do a history podcast. I think you overdid it. Uh, okay. Let me let me give you a few other uh, things before I get into why that it could have been tighter. I I really like the conversational style, but your presentation sometimes got a little disorganized. Uh, if I may edit, uh, at one point you were saying, famously, he tested it on a small child, eight years old, James Phipps, which was the gardener's son. He gave him the cowpox. That could have been half the sentence late. It yeah, should have okay. been, 
Famously, he tested it on his gardener's eight-year-old son while setting up the first control trial, what was called a challenge trial. That took you three times as long to say. There were a couple other examples of that. Uh, and all I would say there is you should really script out your setup info so that it's tight. And then you can let your conversations breathe. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you were kind of, it felt like you were, were you guys working off bullet points or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it felt like that. And it felt like maybe you weren't quite nailing it. On the other hand, leaning towards having conversational over being sounding too scripted and too reedy, I will take that. I loved Bridget's groaning at the early box story. That was one of the parts of, of, of yeah, having that disgusting. Come. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you felt that. And I was groaning right along with you because it was disgusting. Um, so, you know, but then you said, I probably should have started with the Civil War. And I was like, well, then why did you? Like, <laughs> just, just again, scripting out the tight bits and letting yourself have the the fun parts after. I like the use of the sound. Uh, that was really good. As, as Jenny said, it was, it was a nice pro sounding uh, podcast. I liked both the way both of you set the scenes with telling me the hits of the time, uh, setting the scene for the Jenner segment. Uh, I liked Bridget's retelling uh, of, of the guy uh, leaving out the stuff. Uh, I thought that was really good. It was a nice modernizing of that. Um, but you told me the news was vaccines. You didn't tell me anything about the news that was vaccines. I don't have so much of a problem that you did go into the history to kind of lend me something mm-hmm. uh, about the vaccine, give me perspective. Uh, at first, I thought, oh, okay, so we're going to get background and tie it back in today. But then you just ended by telling me inspiration and hope was a thing. And I wanted to know why. I wanted to have it come back and say, and... Remember those phase three trials uh, I told you about? Here they are. Here's, you know, here's what's going to happen with them. I wanted more news in there. I, I don't think Justin was wrong to say, don't get lost in the weeds on science. I think you just ended up making a really good history podcast and, and lost track of the news. Okay. All right. Very good. And over to Scott. All right. So you two are two of my favorite voices from the span of the seasons. So I come into this a little biased in your direction already. Mm -hmm. And to have you both together was a huge, I was very excited to hear that. Uh, That was the pairing. So I got into this thing and I thought, all right, let's see how they could do in five and a half, six days. Whatever minimum time you guys got was about that, right? Six days, Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's no easy task, especially when you're going from nothing to something. And again, you guys just meeting through this process uh, that can make it tricky and all that other stuff. And I am, Pretty happy to report that far and away, yours was my favorite of the uh, of the efforts. Yay! <laughs> um, I liked it quite a lot. I think more than my co-judges. Um, and I think part of it is, uh, and Bobby Bobby did this a lot during his season, but you kind of, you win me over with, with, with tone and style in a way that makes it so, even if we are missing a piece or there could be a tighter edit or, and I really I agree a lot with what Tom said about you know, really nailing down what you're going to converse about and then just converse about them. Like that stuff's important. But when you guys do that, you do it really well. Maybe better than any pairing we've had uh, or that I've judged anyway in the two seasons. And that uh, is big points for me. Um, It did not sound scripted. It sounded like you guys, sure, you're going off bullet points, but it sounded like it was conversational. That's big for me. The editing and and the polish on the thing was good. Use of the music was good, although I'd wonder some of the music beds just kind of came out of 
nowhere and were sort of oddly had weird volume and some stuff like that. But again, things you could probably iron out with more time. I liked the topic. I'm with Jenny that that's a tough one to skirt around and figure out what your tone's going to be. I thought, again, given the time that you had, you did a pretty good job of it. I'm actually, I actually like when history, that's where I'll part from Tom a little bit. I like, I like the historical take more than the modern take, or at least compared to the modern take, because history makes me feel better. This is just a personal thing about what's happening. So when I hear hey man, it, if it was a history podcast challenge, I'd you're totally, totally right. agreeing with you. You're me. not wrong with that. You're not wrong with that. It's a totally good point, a valid point. But I, I find that when I'm discussing current events or issues of the day, and then someone says, well, did you know in 17-whatever this happened? There's something really profoundly not just comforting about that, but I feel empowered by that. Because I'm like, all right, we have an example. We have previous stuff to look at. This isn't all fresh and new in the way we sometimes think it is. So it's good to go back and reach in. So for me, the historical perspective really worked for me as, uh, as far as me saying, well, do I, did I enjoy this podcast? That's a big part of why I, enjoy, why I enjoyed it. So I thought you guys did a great, great with that. Your mic sounded like you were in the same room. Big points for that. Uh, don't know how you worked that out, but you sounded like you weren't in two different places other than a little Skype lag or a little talk over here and there. For the most part, you guys sounded really synced up and that was good. I like saying cowpox now just for fun because that's just a weird thing to say out loud. So I'm going to say cowpox every chance I get. <laughs> and uh, I thought your ending was really solid and um, really nailed the point. I, I really liked it. Like far and away, it was my favorite of the week. I have, I have not too much negative to say other than a few nitpicks, but um, it really sang for me. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. I, and I guess, Scott, we don't have to ask you what grossed you out the most, right? It's the rubbing of... <laughs> Of pus and dead skin into yeah. The minute I other heard people, that, I went, "Oh, okay, that's uh, that was good stuff." <laughs> though. It really was some yeah. good content right there. The term cowpox is such a great old term. <laughs> really good. Kind of going back to something that uh, Tom said. And I'm curious. Uh, uh, this is probably something that I think a lot of podcasters would benefit from. Is there? I know there's no magic formula. There's no magic uh, one that you can. Um, you can wave. What is the what is the best if you're going to be doing something that's going to be a scripted podcast? What is the best way to kind of have the notes in front of you? Is it bullet points and then just kind of stitch them together? Is it to have a loose script and kind of play off the loose script, or what? What do you What do you recommend? Maybe even for different levels of podcasters. Are you yeah. asking me? I'm yeah, asking you, know what, you, Tom. you should ask Tom because here's the funny thing. I was just going to give Tom a compliment. Um, I've never seen anybody who's as good as he is at taking scripted content and making mm -hmm. it sound like he is just busting it out fresh out of his own head. Oh, stop. Um, and no, I mean it. It's like a real, it's a serious skill. And it's something that I think everybody can get better at. I'm okay at it, but I'm nervous doing it. And I, because mm -hmm. I never think it's going to sound right or whatever. It's just coming out of him like he's on a podium improving and it's impressive. But not everybody can do that as well. So, I'm very curious what Tom's answer would be to this. Like, what's the best yeah. thing to do for everybody? Well, and that, that's why I, I made sure to say, I, if you have to err on the side of conversational over sounding reedy, then you've made the right choice, right? Like, I, I think that that is a very good point. If you can't make it sound natural, then probably is better to work off of bullet points. So that, that is the place to start. Uh, where I, What I would script out is stuff that gets long and complicated and you want to make sure you get it right. Uh, the, that's where you start is like, okay, I have to make sure I get all the, of these points. And I, and, and I felt that, that Bobby and Bridget had that, that they had the right points there. Uh, it just, if you really wanted to like turn it up a notch, 
it would be make sure to write it all out so that you get it as tightly said as possible. Uh, but yeah, uh, Brian, I, I, I would say you want to start with bullet points and work your way up to more scripted stuff as you go along. Because it is, it is better to sound a little disorganized but conversational than it is to sound like you're reading a script. Like reading and right off a piece as of paper, someone yeah. who occasionally wrote for Tom Merritt, and then got to write for Kai Rizdahl <laughs> and even put a couple of words in Dan Rather's mouth. Uh, I would actually say the best thing that all three of them do, and I would put them in the same category of excellent broadcasters, write like you talk. Don't mm. try to write differently mm. than you talk. Definitely. Say it out loud. Write it down. Great tighten advice. it up. Yeah. Get it out the door. I learned that, by the way, from a mad poet in Venice. There you go. <laughs> there were drugs. There was things. His going name on. Is Jack <laughs> and he's very wise about writing. So, uh, uh, but yeah, that's really important. Write like you talk. It doesn't have to be different, and it's better when it's not. And and I'll add to that, Jenny. And and I think you would agree. If you're writing for someone else, like when Jenny was writing for me, you have to write like they talk. Write like they talk. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that is an art. And it is not easy. So I think you both did a great job. And Tom is absolutely right about just, it's better to be conversational. Trim it a little and edit if you're getting fancy. If not, just, you know, keep working that muscle until you get it. Okay. Excellent. Thank well, you. I think I'm, I'm going to need to put Jenny in one of these competitions as a contestant, just so I can make the <laughs> challenge. Tell me about a time you worked with a mad poet in Venice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll just tell you that one sometime. It's really okay. great. I, I, counting on it. I'm looking forward to it. Tell it anyway. (laughs) It will return someday. Thank you, Bobby and Bridget. Let's move over to the Jen and Rishi B. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. Hey there. Another another season one and season two pairing. Had you guys um, worked with each other or, or listened to each other's seasons or is this the first interaction you guys have had? Yeah, so I, I, not really. Um, I listened to season one all the way through because I really wanted to be on season one. And I also became uh, friends with Alex. So I did hear about working with Rishi. Um, so like, I was excited about that, but I hadn't really had any personal interaction yet. Yeah, now you listen to season two, but uh, that's pretty much it. This is my first time working with the gen. Very cool. And when you guys um, picked up the, the Discord chat, uh, as soon as we finished recording on that Monday night and started working together. How easy was it for you guys to get in the flow? Was it was it pretty quick as far as being conversational or what? Uh, uh, yeah. Tell me about that first night. Yeah, I thought we worked pretty well together. Um, actually, kind of <laughs> interesting. I think we had kind of some similar evolutions and same kind of debates, intellectual Socrates debates like uh, Bobby and Bridget did on uh, <laughs> the best way to move forward with this challenge. Yeah, and I, I think we jumped right into it. Um, and then I think we kind of did the same thing that that, that uh, B-Square did where we kind of went, oh, and hi, by the way, um, cool. <laughs> because we kind of just got to it and I was a little bit surprised by the topic. I kind of figured it would be something that would be avoided, which is, but embracing it, I think, is a, was a fun challenge. Yeah, I was surprised by both teams. I'm, I guess it's okay for me to say this now. I was surprised by the fact that both teams started on the on the coronavirus tack. Um, I'm not disappointed by that. I'm not at all um, uh, uh, bothered by that because I did say pick something new and current and, and um, something that's going on. So to have you guys both end up picking that, it's not a big surprise because it is kind of like 75% of the news right now is, is all about right. coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, there's a hurricane and there's some protests and stuff like that too. But, uh, but the coronavirus is pretty much dominating. But it was funny that that um, you guys both did start initially on that tack. Now you guys started on that tack, but kind of took a different direction. And let me ask you about that in a second, because I do want to first have you explain the concept behind tangent. Sure. Uh, Rishi, I say you should probably take the concept explanation. Sure. Yeah. So the way that we took this challenge was, um, you know, thinking about how people engage with the news these days. And I think a lot of people, they talk about how uh, when they're reading the news, they're doing something around the lines of doom scrolling. So like Mm -hmm. all the headlines tend to be something sad or depressing. So then I think our show was really addressing the question whether or not um, inherently reading the news has to be an exercise in managing your anxiety and like stress management. Um, so what the Jen and I did with the show Tangent is uh, come up with a way of how we can start with maybe start with some lighthearted news or start with some story. And then we kind of... Um, the show being like something like uh, talking with your friends over a dinner table. Someone might bring up a story at, at a dinner table pre-2020 probably, but uh, <laughs> someone might bring up a story and then you just kind of, people bring stuff, different stuff up. And so you kind of, so what we did is we kind of lead into those tangents, hence the show Tangent, and uh, um, offering maybe through the journey of listening to all the different tangents that Jen and I hit, um, it offers maybe a reprieve from people's usual way of getting the news. It's mm-hmm. also a small insight to my brain and how my brain works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny because as I was listening to this, I was visualizing if this were a regular podcast, I'd almost want the album art to be um, change every week and it to be like a line yes. drawing from SpaceX, then another dot over here for... Mm-hmm what the Kardashians name their kids and over here, like, uh, you know. <laughs> exactly. And I think yeah. part of it too is that I love picking up like silly little stories and sharing them. Mm-hmm. I'm that person that's like, oh, did you hear blah, 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 blah. And it was kind of putting that together and also doing some education too. But I definitely um, like not talking directly about the news right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Las Vegas and I just, it's too much. So uh, oh, yeah, this was right. a nice uh, way of taking the news on a reprieve. It definitely was. And um, how much of the the tangents that you guys went on were planned uh, paths? Was the whole thing kind of a planned path, but then you went conversational around it? Well, okay. So when we started talking, um, you know, Rishi and I were, were getting into our planning and I didn't really tell him this and I maybe I should have prepared him, but I wasn't as all in on the planning because I know Jerry well enough to know that as soon as we had that conversation, whatever we had was going to be uh, garbage and uh, <laughs> we would need to go a different way. So sure. I didn't want to put a thousand, you know, too much into that until I had a better idea. Um, Cause he's the master at this. He does a politics show right now that I can mm-hmm. listen to when I'm avoiding all the other news. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think we planned it, but also some of it is literally just, we sat there and we said, okay, we took his advice and we, we did as many as we could do. And then we did, we edited it out. Anything that wasn't really that interesting, cut it, go move on. And then mm-hmm. we just kept doing that. And so I, just honestly, I just spitballed a bunch of things. And then Rishi was like, how did you remember that thing? It was like something random. And <laughs> I was just going through everything that it connected me to. And then we eventually ended up landing on the name thing, which was absolutely happenstance in our in our process. Was it um, 
Wow, that's that's impressive. So did you do that editing out of the final result or did you do that editing out of the the show notes and then you recorded the final result from those or final result from those show notes? I'd say yeah. kind of both, but most of the uh-huh. show notes, I think. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's actually really that's a really good way to do it. And um it's it's a good way to kind of do the the self-edit and then the show edit. Um which I think in both cases are are necessary for something that's nice and tight and compelling and moves really quickly. Uh, you guys were originally talking about starting the tangent with the Dr. Fauci trading card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, was, it, was it Justin's suggestion about it? Like, it was. Yeah. He was yeah. like, that's eh, boring, um, which is fine. <laughs> um, and the other part, too, honestly, it was probably better that we shied away from it. I'm going to say, um, you know, my, my father passed in December. He was a huge baseball card collector. So I have a lot of emotional attachment to that story. So I, I don't know if it would have been as compelling as much as an exercise in, in my grieving process. So mm, okay. um, I definitely think the jury's suggestion in this case was good for that reason. Gotcha. I don't know. I mean, a raw vulnerability uh, never never hurts yeah. on a podcast unless it unless it <laughs> takes you right out of it and you're you're you get too emotional. I can totally get that. Yeah, I, I think jury our, our coaching session with jury really impacted us so much so that our team name is actually what would jury crap on? <laughs> yeah, what would jury crap on? I was, right. was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you if that if that uh, was a constant through line as you were developing this. Yes. Every time we, we were talking about something, I would literally say, when I made a couple edits, I think I said, hey, we would definitely crap on that. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> now, um, you also, uh, as we kind of been talking about this, shied away from doing just a straight news story. What was the main reason behind that? Yeah, I think uh, we found that, I think actually after our coaching session, then kind of thinking more about the Fauci baseball card story, um, I think when you focus in on one thing, uh, you and especially that we're talking about the guy who's the director of the you know the the nation's response to an infectious disease, mm-hmm. uh, it just inherently just goes down into kind of a bummer area. Yeah, okay. and uh, so I think we just decided to you know what let's just shift. Oh, there's these two guys falling from space. Let's go over there. Yeah, Bob and Doug, man. <laughs> the, be- the the space dads, as they or astronaut dads, or space dads, as they kept calling them on the on the splashdown. But I, I think the best piece of advice that I took out of this that I will probably always keep in my mind because it's absolutely true is if you're not going to go all politics, don't put any politics in, not even a drop. And mm. I think that that was the right move, and I think that's great advice for for anyone doing podcast, honestly. That is really good advice. We well, just make we make that excuse, or we make that mistake every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your your show is about you guys being people, you know. So right. I guess it's a little different. <laughs> there's probably some, yeah. There's probably some uh, stuff there, but it is kind of funny to think that our big drop, our big cat turd in the cake, happens on Tuesday. <laughs> we did go all in for that half hour. Or right, that- <laughs> right, right, right. Full half hour of going all in on politics, there and then go. we are all out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to some good advice here. Let's start things off with Tom Merritt. As a uh, a person who has coached on this show, it's no surprise that you got excellent advice from your coach. Uh, he's a political podcaster and he was absolutely right. Uh, and I think directed you in the right direction. I loved the idea of tangents. It was fun to listen to. There was some mic issues with, with Jen that was a little yes. bit distracting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was really frustrated. Um, I am uh, a brand new teacher and am currently doing professional development. And my 
all of my audio stuff literally broke the night of recording. Ah. I had to completely do a re-record. I don't know. It's funny. Like, Rishi, did, Rishi, didn't you have mic problems on your season? <laughs> like, what is the deal? Apparently, we're, like, cursed. Um, but, no, I, I wanted to fix it. I tried everything that could count as a microphone in my house to get a better <laughs> sound. I was pulling cables out of places I didn't know I had cables. So, uh, the reality is, is that we're in a pandemic and I can't just go and buy some of the cables uh, immediately that... I could have used maybe. So right. yeah, I just had a rough situation. Let's, let's all agree to blame Ibit. Sorry for my excuses. No excuses. I'm sorry. Listen, if there's going to be any technical difficulties, ANTP is going to weed them out and, and shine a bright light on them. Uh, what I did like is that you had news in your podcast and it was hopeful news. Uh, it made me smile. Your, your tangent, however, was a little abrupt. Uh, I, I was hoping for something more like a James Burke Connections episode. Uh, and, and I think it was, it was a little fast going right from SpaceX to Elon Musk to names. Uh, but the name laws were fun. I, I learned some stuff. I enjoyed it. However, I'm going to come down on you here because when you do news, you have to get your facts right. And not just right, but avoid misimpressions. Uh, the 2003 explosion of Columbia didn't lead directly to Russian space taxis. That was not properly explained. It made, you made it sound like Columbia exploded and then Russia suddenly took over. You mentioned Boeing and then said two private companies were launching into space. If you mean launching people, you need to say that Boeing hasn't done it yet. And if not, who's done it yet, Don't you have to mention Blue Origin and Sierra Nevada are also in development on manned launches. There's also suborbital programs, space vehicle companies like Virgin Galactic. Uh, I like the bits about the Middle East space programs. I thought it was great. Could have been an opportunity to add in others like India or, or, or China or Japan, uh, but not that not necessary. That was, that was good broadening. The Lance Bass weird fa fact made me think that that's where this was going to go, that we were going to go news tied in weird fact. News tied in weird fact. Um, you missed a really good opportunity to talk space vacations that are actually being planned by Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin. You, you made it sound like a concept that, hey, maybe someday Elon Musk will do this when people who aren't Elon Musk are in fact actually working on it with NASA. Uh, so that's my biggest criticism is when you're doing news, you have to be really extra careful to make sure that everything you're saying is accurate and not only accurate, but not leading to a misimpression. No, that makes sense. That's absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And I and I, I think we did come over and there were some things that you would have picked out too that we did correct. Um, but I definitely, on you saying that now, if I listen to it in my head, I definitely hear where you're coming from. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just being hard because this no, is yeah. what I do. But, uh, but, but that's... What that's would Tom crap here. on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Well, I didn't want to cut you off. Did you have anything else, Tom? Sorry. No, I think that's enough. I, I've, I've, I, I started with the positive and ended with the negative. So it's the opposite of what you do when you coach. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see if Scott has positive. Scott. I'm going to start with the negative. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't want to mess with that. Hey, uh, uh, you guys are awesome. And I've loved following both of you through ANTP. And it was great to see you paired up. Uh, I know it's already been talked about. I'll just mention it one more time. The differences between the mics. It wasn't so much that the mic was bad on your end. It was the differences. It just kept reminding me, oh, yeah, right. They're not together. And not that that's... It. I mean, I do this every day with with people who are all in different places and there's no way everyone's mic is going to sound exactly the same. So it's a little nitpicky and I realize that, but it, it just sort of threw me. 
for a lot of it. It also just came across as a little too scripted for me. I really like a more natural language, a more uh, sort of conversational tone to a show like this. And it felt like most of it was was reading and less of it was uh, was you guys riffing on each other, which is, I think, a missed opportunity given what I know about some of your well, previous I think you guys are pretty <laughs> That was specific advice from Justin. <laughs> because that is gents. I have like no the problem calling me under the, the, the bridge here a little bit. Because <laughs> if that was coaching you, I think it was a bad decision to give you that coaching. Uh, unless he was like, oh no, you guys uh, are 100% perfect for you know making this more red and less conversational. You know, that he had some notion about that or whatever. Um, but it, to me, it came off just a little bit stiff. And I think he was wrong. I don't have a problem saying that. Justin was wrong <laughs> in this case. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> um, anyway, I really liked the topic a lot. And the stuff regarding other countries was really cool. The, I really dug the U.S. naming law stuff by state. I've always been fascinated by that. And to be honest, it was nice to see this, you know, Elon Musk story that's so ridiculous on its surface that shows up on sites like TMZ and everything get actually dissected a little bit. Like, well, what can you name your kids and what states are different and why? And I could have listened to that all day. Like that's that kind of stuff super interesting to me. It's always like stuff I don't know. It's always been under the radar and I'm a fan of that sort of thing. And if, you know, our new current geek project isn't evidence of that, I don't know what is. We love this idea of unearthing things. And I think I think you guys did a really cool job of that. Lance Bass stuff was just a weird insert to me, but the show is called Tangent, so what do I know? <laughs> um, yeah, overall I think it's a, I think it was a decent effort. I just I couldn't get past uh, mostly the, the the reading and and the and the feeling that 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 you too, with these personalities I've grown to like over these seasons of ANTP, were not allowed to do what they do best, which is a little bit of you know improvisation with with each other. And that bummed me out, but oh, you know, <gasps> overall, overall, <laughs> overall, you guys uh, you guys did great. Well done. Wow. Thank you. Who who brought that in? I don't. I sound like Tom. I think Tom's got that. That's uh, that's an old politics, politics, politics sound effect. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Startled me. Uh, <laughs> very good. All right, let's move over to Jenny. Hello, uh, Richie. It's very nice to meet you for the first time. I think I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. We met. That's right. I would have remembered. Okay. Phew. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, same as the gents about the mic differences, right? Like it, you may find you have a mic problem that same night and there's nothing you can do. I just want to put a general thing out to the entire America's Next Top podcaster. Uh, if you need a mic that's as good as the mic of your co-podcaster, call me. Find me on the internet. Ask someone that you know for my email and I will send you a microphone. Federal Express, okay? I have a lot of them. Uh, so that's just my general offer out there. Now, when you have something happen on the night of and your mic doesn't work, that happens to me all the time. Just ask Tom and Garrett. Um, but in that instance, is there anything you can do to make it part of your storytelling? So that's just a challenge that I send out to you into the ether. It's like, how can you make it, even if it's subtle? Like if we pretend like we're on the comms on this... <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> that's right. about what it sounded like the first recording. Right. To say. I mean, <laughs> even if it's just a brief, you don't have to kill the concept, but if it's just a brief joke, then people won't mind it anymore. Right? Because they know you know. 
And they okay. know that it's just like, uh, sometimes I just tell people like, yeah, it's not a good mic recording. Oh, well, listen to my voice anyway. So uh, I love space stuff so much, right? And I thought that the concept of this show had such potential, but it did not do the one thing that would have sold me on this concept forever, which is circular storytelling, right? So uh, my memory is that this begins with SpaceX news, right? And it goes to Elon Musk. We do more on him before you get to baby names. You move to baby names. You somehow come back organically from the path, you know, to uh, SpaceX, which, for example, could go like, say you're like, I mean, after all, do you really want the awkwardness of telling your babysitter what bath toys little baby Hitler likes while splashing in the tub? And then you go, did you know that uh, a lot of the German scientists who were uh, involved in the space race in the United States came as refugees or some of them came after and had dubious connections to the war, specifically Werner von Braun. And then you go into that and you go to the Apollo missions and then you're back to the last splashdown, back to this splashdown, right? So the delight of this concept to me is the wordplay and the connections and you did not quite achieve liftoff here in the way that I wished that you would have, but I would really like to hear a second take on the concept of just embracing the circular nature of tangents. Yeah, I love that. That is a really that good That sounds idea. really, Jeez. really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> somebody needs, somebody uh, before this goes out live need, or uh, goes out to the podcast needs to turn that into a show, lock that <laughs> in because I think it's a brilliant idea. Well, that for, uh, that yeah. is what James Burke was so brilliant at with connections, mm. but he didn't connect the circle like Jenny is talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. The circle. The yeah. idea. Circular yeah. storytelling. It's everything that's good about all the movies that you love. Yeah, it's funny because I think the advice from Justin was either get as far away from the initial topic or bring it back. You have to do one or the other. And I think we kind of ended up going away from and... and But I, I like the idea of coming back um, and... I think this is an awesome concept, even when it's, the news doesn't suck all the time. I think. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Jenny, you just blew my mind. Hold on a second. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. They leave. Yep. Oh, they go out God. there and then they come back. They did circle. what you're talking about. They did the circular storytelling. I know. Oh, my God. All right. So, you got your Mad Max in my ATP. I was going to say, this is a literature situation. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. The end is the beginning. Uh, 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 what is the battle star? All this has happened before and will happen again. Like mm -hmm. yeah. everything mm -hmm. that you love is circular, um, even if it's very beautifully disguised. I learned that credit. Matthew C. Flanagan, um, really right. good circular mm -hmm. storyteller. So this is not my, this is again, borrowed stuff. I will also end on one final note. Coaches can be wrong, you guys. Like, it's okay. We're just people. Oh, don't we have I opinions, know it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I want you to really think, this is the advanced version. Like, if you're new in the 12-person competition, you're going to be like, yes, coach. Thanks, coach. Right? But, but you're advanced players now, right? And your job is to listen to what a coach says, weigh it, and then say, eh, blankety-blanket. I'm going to, I know what's right. And that's really where being a top podcaster comes in. Yeah, I would actually, um, I, I, I would double that. Uh, I think to be fair to Justin, I think he was in his own way, in his own uh, Justin way, trying to tell us of uh, circular uh, right. writing. And mm -hmm. um, I think we kind of took that a little, I think we took his, uh, how we interpreted his advice a little uh, militaristically. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> oh, well, I think I mean, we, 
It's tough when you have, what is it, 10 minutes, 15 minutes? How long do yeah. we have? 15, yeah, 15, <laughs> You're yeah. trying to ask about a thousand questions mm-hmm. in that 15 minutes. So yeah, to Justin's credit, he definitely gave a lot of really great advice too. So I don't you guys, know. Justin isn't here. I'm going to crap all over him. I can't believe this. I'm now <laughs> what understanding would Jenny crap the, on, Jerry? <laughs> the finale of, the finale of uh, Freaking Seinfeld was a retelling of the same conversation yeah. they had in the diner right. from the first episode. Me, that everything is like this. Oh my gosh, even when Apple does like a presentation, <laughs> there's a reason they sum it up at the end when they go, All right, now what we talked about were these eight things. It's all oh making sense to me now. Ray, Ray Ren, uh, ends up right back on Tatooine. Uh, yeah. I say, and guys, before, before movies and all of that, as an English teacher, let me just say, <laughs> yeah. the literary device that's been around for a long time. Right. Yeah, yeah can't right. wait to introduce but, Scott to ring composition. No right? kidding. Right? It's always amazing to watch someone's mind open up like a flower to something they've not known before. I love it. It's so amazing. <laughs> I want to do a podcast now with Scott called is this a circle? And then if not, it's a bad movie. <laughs> is it also why comic books reset themselves all the time? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this- Well, that's just because they'll go down a spiral uh, madness. <laughs> yeah. Continuity that's, thing. Of that's so they can return. sell another issue number one. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Good point. But I think it plays on our human need for the circle. You know what that's I mean? Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. Learned a lot. Right. Today. And no Pretty one good. ever said chiastic structure. Ah. <laughs> Oh, now, now someone has. I had mine removed. Ninety <laughs> percent of the people are out there looking it up right now. Being so, smart. anyway, I guess the one thing I would say is this is my favorite podcast that wasn't that it almost was, right? Mm. So, but that's a really important thing. Like, I'm pretty sure "Raise the Dead" didn't sound like "Raise the Dead" in its first cut. It sounded like "Raise the Dead" in its second cut. So, I would just leave you with uh, this is the best podcast concept that made it 0.5 of the way. And so if you like it, get back on it, license it, do something with it because it it has a lot of potential. For sure. And you need to begin every episode with ground control to the gen. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It becomes a joke in and of itself. It becomes a story. That's right. By the way, Jenny, I was going to ask you, if you send somebody a microphone, do they, they then have to send it back when they're done, right? If they want to, or they can send it on to oh, someone wow. else. You know, do you want to know? Make it forward. Do you want to yeah, know a like very it. short little story? Do you know how I got my first really good microphone in podcasting? No, I mean, I guess that somebody sent it to you, but. Well, they actually handed it off to me at the Grove. But yes, Lamar Wilson said, I think you need a better microphone. And he gave me the microphone that all of you use, like a really good one, the one with the oh, wow. thing, the, the drops the down. Old, and Tom, yeah, what is it? I'm forgetting. Yeah. yeah. Lamar mm-hmm. gave that to me. And the difference that that made in my life, like, and he didn't have to do that. And he was on, he was using another microphone. But like, that was so, so huge. So like, I still have that microphone. Like, I'll send that to you. Like, that, that is the thing that the best of the podcasters and the best of the streamers and everyone, they do. They share, they help. And you are a part of that process, and we are all part of that together. So uh, that's Very one cool. for Lamar forever for me. I always, yeah, I I always do- imagine Lamar's microphone smells like all those amazing uh, Oreos tests <laughs> on video. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the best part is that uh, she'll give the microphone to Jen, who'll give it to somebody else, and it'll eventually end up back with Lamar. Because it's oh, right. circular storytelling. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you brought it all right back around. Yeah. Circles. Oh, my gosh. Callbacks. It's a callback. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> it's a callback. 
That's what a callback is. Oh my gosh, my mind is. Wait for Matt to hear this. <laughs> he was so happy. Uh, by the way, I just checked uh, social media and uh, Lamar is currently at a Trader Joe's in Canoga Park. If anyone wants to run over there and see if he's handing out <laughs> microphones. Nice. All right. Thank you, <laughs> Rishi and the Jen. It is now time to come to the point where we talk about who won this week. Uh, the judges put in their scores and I got to say it was it was close. Judges had their favorites uh, between the two, but not everybody had the same favorite. And I like seeing, I like seeing the variety. And this is why we have three judges. Uh, the winner of this special All Stars edition of America's Next Top Podcaster is B Square. Congratulations, Bridget what? and Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Yay! I know it was like I said, it was close, and. Um, uh, and I wonder if if um, if Rishi and the Jen would have landed on that circular concept, the circular tangent, if that would have been enough to push them over. Or but, if uh, I had a microphone that didn't sound like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, I, who knows? I mean, there, there's a lot of things that um, that you guys did really, really well, and there's a lot of things that uh, Bobby and Bridget did really, really, really well. So I think that that's what makes this uh, an all-star season. Is you guys are all. Uh, seasoned podcasters and and uh, experienced and both did a really good job. What um, if there's one thing that you could say that kind of pushed uh, Bobby and Bridget over the edge on this? Uh, let's start with Tom. Is there one thing you want to? Yeah, I, I think it's probably the consistency. Uh, even though it wasn't as newsy uh, as I would have liked, uh, you you had a consistent concept. Uh, and you carried it through from beginning to end. And I, I think that gave you a slight edge. Scott? Uh, for me, it's the it's the personalities. I just think these two have really great, I mean, just down to just voices. You have great voices for this. You have great personalities for this. I can hear when you're smiling and it feels real. Um, that's always biggest for me for any show, really. I mean, all the, the other stuff's important too and, and, and should follow. But that chemistry was, was really strong and... It's a show I would listen to. All right. And Jenny? Uh, my sh- scores were literally the closest of anyone's scores. I'm just going to mm-hmm. come out and say it uh, because I thought that uh, the things that were not there in both of them made it an, pretty much an even call for me. But the things that were there with Positively Charged were what put it over the edge, which is the conversational tone. And um, it felt complete, even though it didn't necessarily, I didn't love the concept as much as I think others did. Like it felt like a complete show. Um, but I, I would say that the bolder podcast idea was, was tangent. And so, you know, for me, that always scores a lot of points. And if the Justin were here, I think he would, uh, agree. Very good. Excellent. Yeah, probably would. Who knows? Uh, very good. <laughs> or not exactly uh excellent well um congratulations to uh bobby and bridget i've got a couple of amazon gift certificates that are going to be heading your way uh and you can use those for you know whatever you want like you said you can use those for equipment you can use those for be uh, weird if you put paper. restrictions on them hand sanitizer you know i'm going to restrict it to only <laughs> sounds <laughs> like i don't need to use it on a microphone yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow or you could buy a jenna microphone hold on i <laughs> hold on i think that came out wrong i meant i'm calling jenny oh. <laughs> <laughs> nicely done uh. excellent 
Very good. Well, thank you to both teams. Uh, it was a pleasure having you guys back on here again to do this. And this was a lot of great, fun. Great yeah. hearing all of your voices again. <laughs> yeah, I muted myself. I was swearing so much. I'm it sorry. was <laughs> a lot of fun, but also it was funny how like that creep of the stress yeah. and like this, oh. like we were like, wait a minute, oh, these feelings again. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a little PTSD. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was telling Jennifer, uh, man, what is this pain in my neck? I don't think I've felt that pain <laughs> at that spot since ANTP season one. Uh, excellent. Brian, but the throbbing pain in everybody's neck. <laughs> Just kidding. And judges, it was great having you guys back on again. And Tom, great having you on as a judge. Did you did you enjoy your time taking off the mic or the uh, the whistle? Yes, the, indeed. Down uh, the picking up the gavel, putting down the whistle. Uh, it, it was good. It, it, it's a whole different situation when you're not trying to help someone. Yeah, I think what we might need to do is have you coach Justin. <laughs> coach what do you there think you he's been doing now. for the last 10 years? <laughs> practice? Justin, he doesn't need he practice. Really did do a good job. He, he, did, he, did, he did, did a great, great job. job. He always does a great job. But he's Absolutely. not here, and that makes him very vulnerable. That's yes, true. Exactly. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, on behalf of the entire staff of America's Next Top Podcaster, judges, contestants, producers, and everybody who works behind the scenes, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with uh, news about season three and maybe another All-Stars. Until then, this is Brian Abitz saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on America's Next Top Podcaster. That's it for this All-Stars Week of America's Next Top Podcaster. On behalf of the whole ANTP team, we'll see you for Season 3. America's Next Top Podcaster is a Coverville Media production. Hammond Chamberlain is our executive producer. Alex Albisu and Monica Stone are our player coordinators. Scott Johnson, Jenny Josephson, Justin Robert Young, and Tom Merritt are our judging and coaching team. And I'm Brian Ibbett, your host. Follow us on Twitter at Top Podcaster or at our website at americasnexttoppodcaster.com. Podcaster.com.